Hey entrepreneurs and website owners, if you're ready to take your online presence to the next level, you need a reliable web host. And that's where HostGator comes in. HostGator is your one-stop solution for easy, affordable, and powerful web hosting. Whether you're launching a blog, an online store, or anything in between, HostGator's got you covered. Don't miss out on creating the website you've always wanted. Visit foxcitiesmm.com slash HostGator today and let your journey begin. You're listening to Fox City's Murder and Mayhem, your bi-weekly dose of true crime history in a small rural community of Wisconsin. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to this second episode of Fox City's Murder and Mayhem. I'm Eric Walterkins. I'm Gavin Schmidt. And Gavin, what do you got for a story for us today? Well, I'd like to start out by... Uh explaining the parameters of this podcast uh I, I know that we've talked about it but i don't know that we talked about it actually on air this is going to start as far back as wisconsin crime goes okay so if you don't like early history i'm sorry it's going to happen and in fact it's going to happen today and it's going to go up to about 50 years ago so as we're recording this it'll go up to about 1971 I explain this to eric off the air i don't like doing things any more recent than that because there's still family members alive i mean 50 years is a long time but it's not that long there's plenty of people who are over 50 years old who can remember these things and you know they don't want to hear things about their they don't want to dredge up bad memories yeah they don't want to hear about like their that. parent brother sister whatever getting killed so if you want to hear things that happened in the 80s or 90s or more recently you're probably not going to hear it here so just i wanted to clear that up right away i'll take any request you have but i do have those limitations just out of respect for people and and just remember that in 30 years on this podcast we'll be covering those stories so yes if podcasts still (laughs) exist each year we get to move a year ahead and there's a there's more murders every year, believe it or not, <laughs> yes. so uh, we will get there. But for today, I thought we're going to get out of the way the very first. We're going to go back to the beginning, get it out of the way. Okay. All right, so what is the beginning? This year is 1830. Wow. <laughs> we're not usually going to go back this far. This is this is a little extreme, but just to get rid of the earliest one right off the bat, we're going to get it out of here. Okay. All right, Eric, what do you know about Oshkosh? Not much. Do you, what do you, know, do you know who the city of Oshkosh is named after? Well, I, I would assume the Oshkosh Bagash guy. Oh. Not ooh. right at all? Not right at all. No, then I have no idea. Wow, okay, so this is going to be a big lesson for you then. Okay, so the city of Oshkosh is named after Chief Oshkosh. Okay. The chief of the Menominee. And he is our subject today. Oshkosh, before he was the chief, by the time he was age 15, he was placed under the guidance of Chief Toma by his grandfather, who was the head chief. There's chiefs and then there's other... And just to clarify, yes. Chief Toma is what Toma is named after? Yes, Toma, <laughs> Toma is named after Chief Toma. Yes. Thank you. Yes, you are correct. To clarify, Toma is another city in 
Wisconsin. Well, they, for should, people they, should, that, they should know that. This is Wisconsin podcast. Yeah, but, but you never know. Yeah. People in Germany li- re- listen yeah. quite extensively about the Milwaukee Mafia. That's so. right. That's right. <laughs> well, so Oshkosh is raised, uh, you know, in this very nice uh, tradition. And after his grandfather dies, after Toma dies, he becomes the head chief. So Chief Oshkosh is now the head of the Menominee people. Uh, as a young man, he fought on the side of the British during the War of 1812. So he actually fought against the Americans in the War of 1812. But he switched sides after that, and he fought with the Americans during the Black Hawk War in 1832, both of which Eric knows nothing about. And, yeah, no, I don't. And we're not really going to talk about it because they're kind of beside the point. As as interesting as they may be, they're really beside the point of this podcast. What brings us here today is the first criminal murder trial in Wisconsin history. Okay. Which is in 1830. So June 3rd, 1830, a young Menominee hunter named Okiwa is out in the woods hunting, doing his, you know, doing his thing. He notices movement in the bushes. He takes out his rifle, fires at what he thinks is a deer. This is just outside of what is now Green Bay. Going to the spot to pick up his deer, he finds out this is not a deer at all. He has shot a man right through the head. <laughs> wow. Whoops. Yeah. So definitely not not hunter safety there. <laughs> Being the good guy that he is, he doesn't run away. He takes the body, he puts it in his canoe, and he brings it to Chief Oshkosh. He's like, I better tell the chief what I did. This was a this was a big mistake. At this time, Chief Oshkosh is hanging out in Green Bay. So pretty, pretty close. At this time, the Indian legal tradition was a life for a life. Okay. And Okiwa had to know this. So he goes, he brings the body to Oshkosh. He tells Oshkosh his story and what happened. And he goes, it was a big mistake. I'm sorry. Oshkosh gives no craps whatsoever takes out his bucks his buck knife stabs okiwa right there okiwa is dead it's like okay you killed a guy you're dead we're good but we're not good (laughs) okay because even though that's indian tradition guess what under wisconsin law it's totally not legal to stab a dude so so now chief oshkosh is gonna get chief oshkosh is arrested chief oshkosh becomes the first murder trial in Wisconsin history. Interesting. Yes. So they they haul him in, uh, and, and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm the chief. These are what we do. These are the rules, you know. Understandably so. I mean, that's the tradition. I think most of the people actually understood that were very sympathetic with it, but the law is the law. You mm-hmm. can't just go around killing people. He ends up going to court before Judge James Doty. And Doty is a pretty notable figure around here. Uh, do you know where Judge Doty lived? On Doty Island? He did live on Doty <laughs> Island. Okay, you got that one right. And Doty Island, for people who don't know, is between Nina and Menasha. Kind of, it's sort of split down the middle. Yes, so that's where, that's where the judge lived. This trial takes place, and long story short... What do you think? Do you think he's found guilty, or do you think he is acquitted? I am going to... I would think acquitted... But, I mean, they could have also made an example of him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll pick one. Pick one? Okay. Um, I'm going to say they went with made an example of him since he was the first person tried for a murder. That's a great guess, but it was the other one. Ah. So, 
James Doty decides, and there's a lot of leeway at this time. I mean, at 1830, this is still the wilderness. I mean, there's not like, you know, decades or a hundred years of like legal history they're working with here. So they, they get a lot of flexibility. Judge Doty decides that he cannot punish Chief Oshkosh for this murder. And the reason is because... The Menominee people did not have rights, such as voting rights and things like that. And he says, just like the American tradition that says if you get to vote for you know, your lawmakers and the lawmakers get to decide the laws and that whole tradition and taxes and everything else. Well, if you don't get to vote for your lawmakers, you shouldn't be subject to the laws. So he ends up setting Oshkosh free. He's like... Please don't go around stabbing people. That's not cool. <laughs> Probably going to get in trouble next time. I can't punish you the same way I'd punish a citizen because you have no rights, which really is a, a pretty amazing way that, to approach that, I think. Like, <laughs> I, I, I could definitely see it the other way where he'd be like, ah, oh, stupid Indian. <laughs> we'll, throw you, we'll throw you in prison. But no, he actually was really cool about it and was like, we understand that you've got your traditions and we have limitations. So pretty cool. So so now I, are we in an era right, right yeah. now where there isn't a divide where they haven't moved Indians onto reservations or something like that? Because wouldn't it be if they were on, if this guy was a part of a reservation that he'd be completely like completely like they couldn't even arrest him for it, could they? I don't really know how that works. Yeah, you're on the right track. Um and actually, it's a good question because I have a little extra information here. Yeah. So I just set it, set you up for your next segue. You huh? sure did. Awesome. Yeah, the murder part of the story is, is pretty short. I mean, he stabs this guy and then he goes to trial and he's let go. But I figured, you know, we're going we're gonna to cover Oshkosh. We're going to talk about Oshkosh because... Uh, apparently, some people don't know who Chief Oshkosh is. <laughs> so, um, so after this, this is 1830. A couple years later, Oshkosh is present at the signing of the Treaty of the Cedars. And the Treaty of the Cedars took place in Little Shoot. wasn't Little Shoot yet, but that's where it was. And the Menominee sold off 4.2 million acres of land under some questionable terms. But they did. And then another 10 years later, they have another treaty. And Oshkosh and the Menominee people sold off even more land in Wisconsin. And this is huge. Like, I mean, obviously 4.2 million acres. Like, you can't even really fathom that. It's huge. I mean, it's like from Green Bay out to Stevens Point all the way up to the UP. It's just, it's a huge chunk of the state. And so now I'm curious, did they... Did they sell this land by choice or was this like, a, yeah, you're going to do this? And I think it's somewhere in between. They There was an agreement made. There were interpreters there. So it wasn't like they didn't really know what was going on. But I feel like there's some, there's some questionable things here. Again, like the 4.2 million acres. You and I know what an acre is. But we can't really picture what 4.2 is. (laughs) Um, I am fairly confident that Chief Oshkosh has no clue what the word acre means. So So he's just kind of like, oh, 4.2, that doesn't sound like a lot. And then. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You know, I I wasn't there. I don't know how it went down. But I definitely get the impression that probably there was some miscommunication in there somewhere. And of course, after they sell off this land, well, what are they, what happens? 
The government decides, well, now you don't have land in Wisconsin. Sorry. We got to move you to Minnesota. This is where Chief Oshkosh draws the line. <laughs> he's, he's like, uh, I will sell you the land, but you cannot send us to Minnesota. That's not cool. I'm a Packers fan. Not, <laughs> not cool. Uh, and hopefully people know that's a joke. But he then says, you know, I did not understand that in selling this land, that meant I can't even live here. He ends up kind of fighting back against the government. And he does a successful job. He's actually despite these bad treaties, he turns to be a very good leader for his people because he does end up getting uh, 250,000 acres set aside, which is now the Menominee Reservation. Okay. Um, Which, you know, granted, that's much less than the land he started with, but it's better than being pushed to Minnesota. He kind of sort of made up for it. How does Oshkosh end his life? No idea. Okay. Now, this sounds like a stereotype, but it's actually true. Chief Oshkosh becomes a raging alcoholic. He ends up becoming just horribly addicted to alcohol. He weighs up to 400 pounds wow. be- because of his drinking. And he ultimately dies on August 29th, 1858. Not exactly from drinking, but he gets in a bar fight. <laughs> <laughs> and he dies. So it's bad enough he had to go on trial for stabbing a guy. He ends up actually getting killed. Because he gets in an argument with somebody when he's drunk. Later on, in 1926, the Menominee took Oshkosh's remains, which were on the reservation, and they moved them to Menominee Park in Oshkosh. So if you ever go to Menominee Park in Oshkosh, there's a statue of Chief Oshkosh there, and his remains are allegedly underneath the statue. I think I have a field trip I have to go on this week. Okay. (laughs) Why we say allegedly is that years after the fact... The Menominee began spreading this rumor, and nobody really knows if this is true or not, but they began spreading the rumor that they're like, you think we're going to give you Chief Oshkosh? We gave you some random dead dude. (laughs) (laughs) Really? You got got bones laying in your park, but it's not the chief. (laughs) So, and Oshkosh, the city of Oshkosh is well aware of this. So now whenever they talk about it, they say, Burial site, in quotes. <laughs> so, because they, they no longer know. And and somebody could probably excavate and try to figure this out. But as of right now, nobody really knows who's buried in Chief Oshkosh's tomb. That's amazing. Yeah. So, in, in, fun, fun little story there. We got a, we got a murder trial. We got a, a bar fight. And then we got a suspicious grave. So, Chief Oshkosh, fun story. So, I, I am still a little confused on the... It sounds like bought this land and then they gave the two hundred and fifty thousand acres back yeah. to yes. the the Indians. Yes. But this actual killing would have happened on the reservation, correct? But there wasn't a reservation yet. So they had land, but technically the land was still under Wisconsin. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the details of how this works. At this point, so Wisconsin at this point is a territory. Mm. It's it's not a state quite yet. So it's like the government claims it as a territory, right? But until it becomes a state, they don't actually have like full ownership of the land. So it's this really weird gray area where the Americans are moving in, they're building cities, they're starting using the American laws. But at no point here are they ever really actually owning any of this land. Yeah, the the treaties are kind of like 
should have probably happened before they did any of this. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I don't know if that's, you know, if that's politically incorrect to say. Maybe I shouldn't say that. But um, the Americans were kind of jerks. <laughs> to, well, to and I think everybody I, realizes yeah, I that. I, mean, I don't that, think that's a secret. That the way this country was found, it was pretty shady. Yeah. So. Yeah. So to, to answer your question, when the, when the knifing happened, it was under U.S. jurisdiction. But the U.S. didn't technically own the land, and I don't know how that shakes out. But it's so, and at this point in time, they had not dedicated de- specific spaces to say this is Native American land. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah. So, so yeah, and it's and it's. I mean, and the territory was very like it's it's Wild West. I mean, really. Like Judge Doty, so he's he kind of lives like in the Nina area. His court is in Green Bay. He's the judge of the territory. It's not like he's the judge of Green Bay. If they needed to hold court like way down in Janesville or something or something, you'd have to get on his horse. (laughs) So, so yeah, this is like it's very informal. This whole thing. That's kind of weird that the the judge for like the entire territory happened to be in. The Fox Valley. It's That's not. A, it's actually not that weird. Explain. Because the pretty much the only place that was built up at the time was Green Bay. Oh, okay. I could see that then. Yeah. Green okay. Bay was like the original fort before they started taking the land. So Interesting. Well, I think that was another good story. I yeah. Mean, I say, we, we really took a step back. Yeah, but, but I will say, I'll get that out of the way. So, so 1830, I can guarantee you we will never go farther back than, than 1830. 1830. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then I think we'll wrap that one up. Um, and I don't, do you want to throw some contact info out for people to reach out to you? Yeah, sure. Uh, you can email me at milwaukeemafia at gmail.com. Uh, the website is either milwaukeemafia.com or else we have now, is it Fox Cities MM? Is that what it is? Yep, Fox Cities MM. FoxCitiesMM.com. So that's a, that's a new one. There's not even really anything on it yet, but maybe by the time this airs, there will yeah, be it's Yeah, it will be the dedicated podcast website okay. for this podcast. So either, either website or the email is fine. You can find me there. So if you have a case you'd like to, to hear about, a, a murder story that you'd think doesn't get enough attention, let us know and we'll talk about it. All right. And as usual, we are going to say, please, if you enjoy this podcast, go to your favorite podcast player and leave us a rating. And with that, we'll wrap this one up. We will be back in two weeks with another episode. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Have a great one. Thanks for tuning in to Fox City's Murder and Mayhem. Join us in two weeks for another exciting episode of Murder and Mayhem.